What is up folks? Another beautiful day here in paradise. We're rocking. It's a nice Sunday morning and I'm ready to go. Today I want to talk about manifesting a vision and uh, bringing it through your entire system. Something that we've talked about in the past, which is essentially taking something from a high level vision, a high level idea, and then bringing it down step by step into a uh, more into reality until ultimately it becomes manifested in the physical nature. Um, so what does that mean? We're going to run through it really quickly, but then what I want to do is I want to add on um, another layer onto that um, about how we can be sharpening this system um, and how it's not something that um, is just theoretical, um, but is very, very, very uh, relevant to us. And on top of that, once it's relevant to us, how do we start becoming sort of rapid fire into this, um, using this like, like a weapon, like, like it's in your pocket, like you're pulling it out, like wax on, wax off, boom, boom, boom. You're able to, you're able to really express it in a, in a way that's become second nature to you. It's like when a Navy SEAL goes out or an operator or um, a craftsman or a master, a tradesman or whatever it is, goes out and does thousands of reps with their tool, you know, with a special forces operator with their weapons, a samurai with their sword, a tradesman with their, you know, with their knives and tools, you know, they, they, they become one with their tool. They become an extension. Uh, that tool becomes an extension of themselves. Um, they don't have to think it's so intuitively just an extension of their consciousness that they know precisely where that tip of the knife blade is going to slice because it is it is one with them. Um, that is that is a reality that is very is very accessible to us. Um, it's it's called you know it's really like what we call in the modern day is mastery, but. Um, it's really achievable in many ways, even if you haven't actually tasted it or felt it, you've probably tasted it in small little ways across your life, um, in little like glimpses um, here and there. And that's what we're looking to do with this process. As something comes in at a high level, we wanna work on bringing that down through our system in a way that becomes so smooth that you can just, can, you start producing things um, at, at such a velocity and pace that you can start to outpace, you know, the rest of the world. You can start to outpace your old self far and away. You can you can become a big producer. So let's go through it. So first, like what we talked about, something starts in the air. It starts as an idea. It starts before an idea. It starts as like an inspiration, um, not into like the the mind space quite yet you're not thinking about it but it's more of like an inspiration like it's just a flash of something that pops in and um and you get to you know just be sort of like downloaded with an insight have you ever had the light bulb moment right it's like this light bulb moment like whenever that boom like you're not you're not exactly like working through it as a thought yet per se but it comes in as a flash of insight, um, that is, um, in essence, sort of this higher level, we're talking about air, we're talking about a higher level sort of 
um, um, openness for whatever is out there and then you, that comes channeled in and you become it's like watching the clouds watching the clouds watching the clouds I, I heard somebody say recently that you know one of our one of our sort of jobs to do with with mindfulness and it's a constant one is is that when you have a uh, when you have thoughts flying by they're like clouds in your system and you can everybody has bad thoughts that go by but you get to choose which thought you can grab onto so so these right now these are like we get tons of ideas we're visioning ideas maybe we want to proactively think about ideas so we're thinking about we're, Boom. So we're searching the clouds, we're searching the sky, we're searching inspiration, we're searching for this higher level. What does the horizon hold? What does, what does this openness have? How does this manifest you know, in my life? All of these types of things. There's an openness. It's, you don't know what the answer is yet. Like If you're coming to solve brainstorm about a problem, it's like, okay, let's start from scratch. You know, clear the drawing board, open it up. You clear the whole playing field. It's an openness. You're going for this... You want, if you want to stretch your ideas. You want to start um, with new ideas and, and have uh, a new place to go. So you, so you open it up, right? That's the mind. That's the air. That's the sort of spiritual nature of, um, the, of, the, of, the, um, of the system. Spiritual as in what, what's the purpose? Like where are we going? Right? If you're coming up with an idea for something, before you get to like the detailed mechanics, you say, where are we going? Right? What's the purpose of this? Like, why are we going to go this way as opposed to this way? And then later on, you get into the detailed nuance of like how that actually gets implemented. But that's not for now. Right now, it's boom. Okay, right. Bam. Now, we move on to the mind. Once you say, I'm going to go this way, then you start saying, okay, is that the, like, how should I go this way? What's the best way to go this way? What, what, how are we going to work this way? How is this going to work for us? This is the mind working over. Once you decide on a certain direction, now you start have to logically sort of run through it and run it through the ringer of your mind and, and be able to output something um, that is a more refined idea on how you're going to get to your goal, right? Um, so this is coming up with that game plan, the specific game plan about what's going to happen. Now, this is before you actually get to it. This is before you're actually involved with it, like in a physical sense. But now you're talking about really chewing this over in your mind. It's not an idea or a flash of inspiration. Now you're really talking about chewing it over in your mind. And then um, and the whole idea is to build out a really detailed game plan and to be able to move through and to understand it, to understand the terrain, to understand where you're going to go, to understand um, what this means, what the costs are, to understand uh, you know, what resources you have, how much investment it's going to take. If you go down plan A, is what's the difference between plan B, plan C? If you, what are your contingencies? What are things that you're going to have to go on if things go wrong? Um, this is all of these things you have to plan out in your mind. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Mind, mind, mind. Work it over efficiencies, a path, a, a path for you, right? And you have to develop that path in your mind at first. And it's all basically theoretical at this point. You can study facts. You can study um, 
you can study the way things behave. You can study historical behavior. You can study the way, you know, the, the report on something. You can know the report cold and you can integrate that report cold into your thing. So you can study patterning and you can study instincts and you can study um, the way that things go. But this is all theory until it gets implemented into reality. So, um, you know, many different things, many different, like in the army, in the military, they have, um, you know, famous things. It's like all plan, all plans, um, are great until they, I, I forget the way that they say it exactly. All plans, um, are perfect until they meet action or something along those lines. I, I forget what it is. I wasn't in the military. I've referenced the military a lot. I've just, if you guys were wondering, <laughs> cause I, it popped into my head just now. I referenced the military a lot. I was not raised in the military. I was raised, I was kind of raised in the military. I was a military brat. My father was in the military. So I was born in Alabama and we moved all over the place and I've lived in like 10, 12, 14 different states, something like that. Um, but I was, I was not in the military, but I have a deep familiarity with it and uh, a life with it. So that's why I reference it a lot. But, um, and I happen to love like military culture and life and, um, love studying military history and stuff like this, but I was never in the military. Okay. Um, so what, so it's all plans are basically good until they encounter action, right? And because then it, because it's theory until it meets reality and in, in inherently there's going to be an adjustment of theory to reality. So inherently something's not going to go, there's going to be new circumstances. There's going to be the, the weather's going to be different. The temperature's going to be different. The behavior's going to be different. They didn't eat breakfast this morning. They did da, 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 whatever. All of these things, random little things that can compile that are going to create a reality that is new. It's the first time this, this situation has ever come up. Even though it's similar to situations that have come up before, this is the first time a situation like this one has ever come up and it's the first time it will ever come up. This is the whole idea of mastery. You're essentially repeating the same genre of thing over and over again, but every single time inherently because this is the way that life works, you're encountering a new situation with new um, factors into that equation. So it's like, I'm going to do an equation with, you know, X, Y, and Z, but every single day I have to check where X, Y, and Z, it's like I have to check the tide, I have to check the water, I have to check the levels, I have to check. It's never gonna be the same. Even if it's super similar, it's not gonna be the same. And so that's the idea of mastery is, is that you're constantly working with a fluctuating playing field and you have to become masterful over the trade and the art um, and deliver something perfectly or near perfect uh, that is going to um, basically reflect, you know, the work or it's going to, you know, ultimately like we're looking for, we're looking for, for growth really. And so, so by pursuing something you enable to yourself, it's like the, it's like the whetstone that you sharpen yourself upon. And so, but inherently when you go and you go and encounter this thing, it becomes, it's a different, there's a, there's a contrast. There's a, there's a shift that needs to happen from theory to reality. And so um, when that occurs, you go and you will meet this difference and you'll meet it in person, not just the difference between logic and reality, but you'll actually meet it in a different way. You're going to encounter it physically in your, in your whole system. So, so 
the way that that works now is, is now you're you're engaging with it emotionally you're engaging with it energetically you're moving forward and doing this is the now emotion side this is the the um the heart side this is the body side of things you're now moving down the path you said ah where are we going to go i'm going to go this way okay how am i going to get there you made a very detailed plan on how you're going to get there and now you're going down the path and so now you need to be engaging also with all of the other things that were there you know prior to this you still need to hold all of the items in your mind because when something happens that will inherently be different because there's a contrast between theory and reality you need to know how you're going to adapt to that reality based on the theory that you've studied and based on the real-time situation that's playing out in front of you so there's always going to be that contrast and you being present in the moment is is the factor that is going to clear that hurdle clear that uh, sort of um, inherent inherent um, difference that inherent gap between what you were what you were envisioning and what was real and that that comes to a point at you in person in the moment and you are the one who is going to engage with that and that's where you are actually in the emotions in the in the heart in the body in the in and and moving forward through that thing it moves through you and that's that's that next level of if you were, if we were talking about this, this would be fire this is the mind would be the water the fire would be the body and you're engaging with it fire you're just like it has to pass through the fire of of you in order to um to you have to go you the fact of the matter is you have to do it like if you want to go hike a trail you pick okay i'm going this way here's how i'm going to hike it these are all the resources that i need da, 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 da. and then you have to go hike that's the whole thing you just go now you go hike right? You do it. You do it. This is hiking now. And then the last one is the body. And that's where um, at the end of your hike, it becomes manifest in the body. And, and the hike, I would say, is probably the biggest portion of this whole thing. Like, what, you get a flash of inspiration. That's going to be a short period of time. You sit there and you think about it on about how you're going to execute on this. Then you go hike it. And then what you're going to do when you're hiking it is you're going to go back into those points of inspiration and you're going to go back into the thinking points and you're going to be working through them as you're continuing to go hike. And so these are, um, you, you revisit these along the way um, and improvise and adjust along the way. But the, I would say probably the hike is probably one of the bigger portions of this whole thing. And then the final thing is having it be done. So now, now, that, we, now that we're here and now we're, we're talking at this point, we ran through the whole thing. How do we take this to another level? How do we take this to a space where we're saying, I want to take something in my life and I want to run it through that four-step system and say, inspiration, theorize, actualize, finalize right pretty simple but you can break it down a lot within that but it's pretty simple inspirize theorize actualize no sorry inspirize i'm making that word up inspirize because <laughs> it rhymes theorize actualize done Right? That's going to be basically that four-step system. And 
how do we run through that on a on a on a on a, on a really fast? Uh, how do we run through that with instincts that are going to enable us to move forward and and pull us into a higher space, right? I want to be running. I don't want to take a year to go through one of these. I don't want to take you know ten months, whatever, however long to go through something like this. I want to have. Boom, you have a flash of inspiration, you have an idea, or you, or you do it intentionally, not just by accident. You sit down, you open up the whiteboard, and you say, what are we gonna do? And you let ideas you know, come to you. Now you sit there and you open the idea up, then you, you make that detailed plan, and then you engage with it, okay? I think one of the biggest factors of, that stops us is fear of moving into something that we don't know about. That's one of the biggest factors of things that is stopping us and it will block us from, from creating a plan. It'll block us from getting the inspiration. It'll block us from um, actually engaging and moving forward with it. It'll block us from you know, finally creating that finished product. It'll block us every step of the way. And I've noticed that with, you know, it's like, you know, okay, so I don't have a fear there, but I have a fear here. Okay, fine. So it doesn't matter. You're still the same. You have a fear of not, in, of, of engaging with something that you, that you're unfamiliar with. And so what I can encourage you guys to do is to move forward and engage with things that are, that are unfamiliar to you and scary to you and bigger than you in some way. And that's going to um, continue to work that muscle of Okay, so I have this idea, now what? Now, develop that plan, develop the, the, open it up with your mind and completely break it down and figure out all of these different sections, subsections, what you need to know, all of the resources you have available. Start going through that and even, even, even though it is going to be a sort of scary thing, do that and then follow through on that and carry that, that that's that feeling that I'm talking about, that feeling that like, oh my God, I've never done this before. That's what's going to block you. That feeling, that tra- and also in those transitions, they're going to block you in the transitions. So they're going to block you basically when you're going from idea to thinking, when you're going from thinking to moving, when you're going from moving to actually finalizing, right? This, that's where it's going to block you. It's going, once, you, once you're thinking about something, generally you're in that flow. Now, once you have to transition, now there's a big transition gap that you have to clear. So if we want to develop ways that we're going to be able to clear those transition gaps as quickly as possible, um, and, and engage with fear in the unknown um, in a way that is, it just enables us to go into it, right? This isn't taking away from the fact that you have to think properly. I'm not telling you to go into something stupid, but even if you do all of your um, due diligence and you do all of your work in advance to say, is this the right thing to do? Should I take this action? And you determine yes, there's gonna be that fear there that you that is holding you back. So, so how do we develop that? How do we clear that? And I want to um, offer this to you that as you're moving through that space, first off, what I want to talk about is fear, engaging with that fear, and then second, I'm going to talk about clearing that gap, um, that transition gap, and. Number one, there, there's, there's an inherent level of trust that does need to exist. 
So the first thing that, that needs to be there in some way, you need to trust yourself. And if you don't trust yourself, then you're going to have, a, you can't, like, if you have zero trust in yourself, you're not going to be able to move forward in this. Like, inherently, you're going to have to have some level of trust in yourself. The people who trust themselves a lot are able to move forward in this. And also the people who trust in the greater universe, who trust in God, who trust in the way that, you know, this universe unfolds and plays its, its reality out. They, they are trusting in that. Trust is basically the, the antidote to fear. And even if you have fear, or even if you have abuse that has happened to you in your life, the antidote still trust. If you were abused as an individual, the way towards getting towards the path of healing is trust. And it might start with just trust in yourself, right? It has, obviously, we're talking about doing this in a healthy way. Obviously, we're talking about doing this in a way that's not going to expose you. I'm not telling you to go out to the world and just trust everything and everybody all of a sudden. That's not the right answer, obviously. If you were if you were abused, that's that's exactly the wrong answer. But nonetheless, it doesn't mean that trust is not the antidote. Trust is an antidote because trust builds relationships. Trust is the binder between individuals. It is the binder between you and yourself. It's the binder between you know entities. You trust and you can start to to lean in. You can become one with that thing. And so, when we're moving down this path. Um, and fear arises, we're going to have to learn how to trust. We're going to have to learn how to trust ourselves, trust in the plan, trust in your ability to execute on the plan, trust in your ability to finish this product, and then move forward and and trust in the world that it's going to be it's going to be good, like it's going to work out, and that you can you can you can take an action and be okay, and you can trust in the universe and trust in the reality of this broader thing that's going on in, on this planet Earth, that that you know you're gonna be you're gonna be okay, that you're gonna be taken care of. That might sound like too far out for some people right now, but but listen, at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, it's all gonna be <laughs> we're all we're all moving, you know, we're all moving towards the grave. But it's also along that journey, it's 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 a beautiful thing. And even if we're just going via nature, even if we're just going via total raw, pure nature, which I don't believe raw, jungle, survivalist nature is the only level of reality. It's not the only level of reality. There are levels far above that reality. Certainly it exists and many people live there and many people believe that there is no level higher to that reality. But... It's not the only reality. So if, so I'm here to tell you that, and if that's the first time you're hearing this, then you're going to think I'm a crazy man. But, but just because you have been living in a reality of pure survivalism your entire life doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that that's the only thing that exists out there. Okay? So being able to be in a trusting relationship that is a, that's a relationship of giving one where people are giving to each other without, you know, unconditional love, right? Like you're just giving without needing anything in response and giving without asking for anything back. And the nature of that creates this beautiful spiral dynamic where, where you're able to have a loving, trusting relationship and give to each other and receive from each other and 
Um, you know, and you can do that with the world and, and, and the universe and source and God um, in, in the same way that you would do that with an individual. And it goes down to all of these levels. And the essential element that it will enable you to access that place is trust. And so you're going to be able to have relationships that are dimensions beyond where you're currently able to access. But that is basically premedicated on your ability to trust. And so the first place to start was your, is with yourself. And to say, I trust myself to be able to do this job. And even if you don't, you have to start to learn how to, to learn how to trust yourself. So learn how to, you know, with little jobs, like go and like trust yourself to whatever, you know, do something for somebody. I need to fulfill X for somebody. You don't think you can do it. It doesn't have to be big. It can be small. It can be just doing a favor, running an errand for somebody. Okay, so I'm going to run this errand for this person. I'm going to do it to the T. And in fact, I'm going to go above and beyond for that person. And I trust myself that I can do that job. Now you go and you do that job. And guess what? You just trusted yourself. You just followed through. That's how you build a relationship, right? So, so now you just continue to expand that. And it's going to be more and more deeper with yourself, deeper with yourself. You're going to learn of your deep capacities that you do indeed have. And you're going to learn of the nature and the, and the beautiful depth of relationships and, and the depth of reality that you have with this world. And so that, that is all predicated on trust, okay? Now, when we move to the next thing of how do you engage with this transitionary period between ideas and action and action and finished um, and finalizing something, um, inspiration to, a, to, to thought process, Right. So what's going to be how do you how do you make that transition? That transition, there, there, there's going to be basically energy lost in that transition. And your job is to make sure that you lose as little amount of energy as possible. Ideally, you can you can hit that in stride. You're able to hit that really cleanly and efficiently. So um, you want to keep in flow, basically. And so how do we do that? We make we have to make those transitions easy for ourselves. So, so a lot of the times, you know, I think something that is, you know, it's, it's hard because a lot of the times we do these major jumps and these major shifts um, from one place to the next. And, um, and when we're transitioning from one action to the next, it's like work to being in... Um, being from work mode to being in family mode, right? It's like, we're gonna need to be able to be adaptable. And this ability to adapt is also a muscle. So just like, just like trust, just like you know, these, these other key muscles that we need to learn how to work over that are going to build this dynamic strength for ourselves in life, building the right muscles, it's kind of like doing the right exercises. Like if you do deadlifts, you're gonna be so much stronger than somebody who just does you know, bicep curls all day. Like doing deadlifts is a fundamentally more efficient exercise than any, almost any other exercise, right? And so doing that exercise is going to make you a better person, even if you're putting in the same amount of time um, in the gym. So, so working on adaptability in your mind is some, the fluidity of your mind and being able to 
adapt and move and transition, this is where that the side of the water and the mind comes from. You're saying, I am, I'm gonna allow myself to let go. I'm gonna allow myself to, there's a lot of trauma gets held in not learning how to let go. We just lock on to something and we don't know how to let go. I was there for years. I didn't know how to let go of stuff. I thought I was letting go and I had a white knuckle grip on whatever I was holding on to, you know? And, and you know, it's a muscle uh, that a lot of people, I think a lot of men don't know how to let go very well, but um, it's a muscle that we need to learn how to work over. And becoming adaptable is also something that you can be working into your daily schedule of saying like, if something comes up, I'm going to be able to, you know, hop out of it. And then I'm going to be able to hop into it. It's like flexibility. I'm going, I want to, I don't, I want to bend, not break, right? If something happens, I don't want to be so rigid that I break and I collapse. I want to be able to move around it. I want to be able to flow with it. I want to be able to keep my eye locked on a target and then bend and move and flex and be mobile around all of the things that come up in a dynamic way, in a, in a way of strength, um, but, but a, 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 a strength that comes from adaptability. It's like if you've ever done jiu-jitsu, you'll know that you're, you're going to be a lot stronger if you're more fluid as opposed to rigid. You know, you think that you're going to be stronger if you tense up all your muscles, and you're not. You're going to be more strong if you're more relaxed. And it's a, it's a counterintuitive thing to somebody who's never done it before. But when you go into it and you, and, and, you know, you know, this, like you learn these lessons very quickly when you're in jujitsu because it's the first lessons that you learn. You can't be rigid. You have to be relaxed when you go into it. Um, if you're rigid, you get rolled, you get flipped, you're all stiff. It's so easy. You can, I can push you over and topple you in one second. You know, I can, it's, if you're all rigid and you're flexing your entire system, all I have to do is push you with my finger and your whole system's going to move over. So you have to have some sort of adaptability and um, being like in like water, move like water, right? That's what they say in martial arts, like like Bruce Lee, like move like water, right? Like this is this is an essential part of strength, particularly when we're talking about um, emotions particularly when we're talking about the way that your mind is going to be thinking and adapting to situations and, and holding on, your mind holding on to problems of the past, holding on to ideas of the past, holding on to belief systems of the past. Your mind is going to need to learn how to let go and transition. And, and the more that we're going to be able to become that thing, the more adaptable and strong we're going to be able to be. A great a great way to build this is through doing something like jujitsu, physical practice that's going to be, challenge you to be a lot more fluid, um, and in in your in your in your way. But it's it's fluid, not in like uh, I'm letting go. It's not in a non-disciplined way. That's the difference. It's like I was telling somebody who I was working with recently about active recovery, right? Like we need to be. He needed to day off. He needed to. He was getting burnt out, and. He needed to recover. And so it was like, okay, great. Let's get into some active recovery things. And I made a very clear point to him. I was like, listen, active recovery doesn't mean that you get to sit around and do nothing. It means that you're going to be... Active recovery means you're still disciplined. It still means you're getting up early. It still means that you're going out of the house. It still means that you're getting work in. It means that you're moving. It means that you're active. 
right? It doesn't mean that you're not disciplined, but it means that you're recovering. You're on a, you're on a disciplined track, you're recovering. So that's the difference, right? So it's, I still have my eye set on this goal, but I'm going to move around certain things to get there. It's water. You got to be water. And this is a so fundamental in the mind when you're saying, I'm going to transition to this. And you go, ah, I can't do that right now. I have this amount of time locked into my schedule, blah, 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 blah. I can't, boom, boom, boom. One, one pinky and you're going to be toppling over. So if you have something that comes up, you need to be able to say, ah, okay, I can transition, boom. And then you can transition right back in because you have your mindset on that goal, right? So this is when we're saying, I want to have a flash of inspiration, think through something, engage with something, and then finalize something. You, you're a, you're your muscle of adaptability is one of the most important muscles there because inherently like we talked about when you go from mental to um, emotional or when you go from you know theorizing to actualizing it's going to be um, an inherent change there's an inherent uh, change between those two domains those two planes of reality and so your ability to be adaptable is your ability to acclimate to that new playing field as quickly as you can and and learn the ropes and learn the new things and learn the new rules and learn what is um, going on here in reality um, and not staying attached to this old thing right so part of part of learning how to let go is engaging with the new thing right you have to learn how to move into the new thing and that will help teach you how to let go right so it's like how do, how you'll sort of do it by you'll just do it like a lot of people like it's like how do you how, how do you let go how do you learn how to let go it's like let go <laughs> like I'm letting go like you're not letting go you're holding on tighter than you've ever held before right so like how do you learn how to let go part of this is moving into the next thing and by moving into the next thing you're going to have to adapt and acclimate to that new space and it's going to force you to let go of the old thing. Now, the next level of letting go is going to be going in and cleaning that space out and writing, you know, if you're talking about mentally, you can talk about your belief systems, you can do a big, what we would call like in Hebrew, a cheshbon a nefesh, where you're saying like, I'm going to take accounting of my soul, or I'm going to take an accounting of my mind, my, my, my inner space, where I'm holding your soul. Like, wh- who are you today? You're, all of your character traits, all of your things, everything that's going on with you, take an accounting of that, and then, and then, and you can use other people to do that as well. You can have other people send things in, you ask questions to other people. I've mentioned this in the past. You get a lot of insight and feedback from lots of other people. You go through that whole list and you say, okay, this is something that I'm holding on to that's not healthy. I need to learn how to start letting go of this. I'm going to start letting, I want to actively let go of this. Now you start changing your habits, your patterns. Next time you see that come up, you change your patterning. You change the way that you're actually engaging with that thing. You can go now and start to see like, um, work on that with a psychologist and talk about how you're going to, you know, let go of that thing. Right. But that's how you do that. Um, and in conjunction, learning how to release the grip on one side and then move and grab the next thing is going to show you how to let go. Um, so becoming adaptable and moving into that next plane, that, that next space, is, 
is the action that is going to be um, facilitating that adaptability. And just by putting yourself in a new space, you're going to start to have to become adaptable because if you don't if you don't adapt, then you're going to die, you know? So, so, you know, if you put yourself into a new space, it's going to be, it's going to work you over. It will break you a little bit, but then you're going to recover. And through that process, you're going to become adaptable um, and you're going to learn how to be adaptable. And so this is a process that has to, you know, happen. And now, now we come to the full circle where we're saying fear and adaptability is, they go hand in hand because if you're not adaptable, then you become really fearful of the unknown, right? So if we're saying I am, I am an individual who um, is really set on this thing, if something goes outside of that thing, I'm really scared about what that's going to be or I'm really uncomfortable with it. I really don't want to go into it. You can call it whatever language you want, but you don't want to move into that extra space. You don't want to move into that new space. So, um, so learning to be adaptable builds trust in yourself and then it's going to enable you to move into these new fear spaces these unknown spaces so like we said learning to trust yourself moving into something doing something trusting yourself to follow through on an action putting yourself in a new space these are all things that are, these are all very practical things that you can get started with on very low levels and at the very minimum you can just do it with yourself so there's no reason not to get started on this and the only reason why you're not getting started on this would be some you know some just closed nature that you don't want to engage you're not ready to engage with growth yet and that's okay but there's every every reason why you can be doing this on your own um and it might just be like a, a really hard shutdown. And I would encourage you, if you're really scared to do this in any way, shape or form, start like writing about it or journaling about it or talking about it. Or maybe if you're comfortable talking with somebody about it, somebody really close with you about it um, and start working through these things because it's not going to, nobody wants you to be shut down. Nobody wants you to be closed off. Nobody wants you, you don't want that. Your family doesn't want that. The world doesn't want that. That's the truth. That's the reality. Deep down, nobody wants that. They all want to see your beautiful soul and how you manifest in the world in the highest way possible. That's truth. That's period MS, as we would call it. MS, that's truth. In, this, is, this is how this is. People want to see your soul. They want to see your depth. They want to see who you are. So by you being locked up and closed up, it's, it's, you know, you're holding back from the world what you're here to do. You're holding back from what you, know, you were made for in this reality, in this world, in this lifetime. What like, God put you here to do. What, the, what, what source, what the universe, what this whole entire world was created for was created for you to be able to go out and do your mission and that's that is that is it you know and and then to go in forward and connect into the universe through that mission that's the whole thing and if you're not engaging with that it's okay but we need to it's not okay it's okay that you're not engaging with it right now but i want to encourage you in a in a really encouraging hopefully this is encouraging and not like too aggressive (laughs) but in an encouraging way basically saying this is it's it's not okay that we don't get to see you because we all want to see you so bad you understand 
we want to see you so bad. We want to see you so bad. We want to see you. So it's, it's not okay because we want you. We miss you. We love you. And, and we want to see you. We want to be with you. That's it. So if you can go out and go and start engaging in this way, little by little, start talking, start working on it. Start. How am I not being adaptable? How am I not trusting myself? How can I trust myself? How can I be adaptable? How can I move forward? How can I transition into the next thing? Little, in little ways, just start engaging with that. Start cleaning your room. Start cleaning up your mess. Start cleaning out your closet. Start cleaning up under your bed. Start making your bed. Start transitioning into bigger things. Start transitioning into taking care of your car, into taking care of life, into taking care of other people, into taking care of the things around you. If you see something on the ground, pick it up. If you start to see something that's broken, start to fix it, whether that be yours, whether that be somebody else's. You start transitioning. You start taking more responsibility for yourself and in this life for other people. And that's going to really start to push you out into the world in big ways. But we're looking to do that little by little. Um, and take those proper steps. So there's no, there's no, like if this, if you're still blocked up on this, listen to this again and just think about it again and continue to think about it because there's no reason why you can't get started. The only reason is, is it's, it's okay. Listen, it's not true. There is a reason. And it's because it's because of the fear. It's because of the fear of moving forward and progressing in life and and the fear of what has happened and the trauma of what has happened in the past. And like I said before, the only antidote to that is trust. And that might sound counterintuitive because I have damaged trust right now because of what happened to me. But learning how to trust again, it's not like, okay, just because you got abused doesn't mean that the element of trust goes away in this lifetime. Trust is still going to be there. If you want to have a relationship, you're going to have to trust somebody. Trust is always going to exist there. So we have to start learning how to trust ourselves in, a, in little ways, in bigger ways, in, in, in healthy ways. And so this starts just with you. It doesn't start with anybody else. It starts with you in your home doing this. And then little by little, it starts getting out into the community. It starts getting out. You know, you can start to trust. You can start to trust other people. You can start to trust yourself to do bigger jobs in the community. You can follow through on things. You can be a provider. You can be a real you know, man, woman. You can be a, uh, you can be a serious individual who's going out and, and really bringing lots of value and light and energy and positive vibes to the world um, and lift, lifting people up from low places. That's the whole point. We know really, all we're doing is looking to get people out of depression and connected into life. You know, this world is so depressing nowadays. People are just on their phones all day. People are stuck on video games all day. People are doing things all day. They're stuck in realities. They're stuck doing this. People are depressed more probably now than they've ever been. And it's because of all this modern technology in many ways. We have, we have so much depression and, and pills and suicides because of all of this stuff. There's a lot of darkness in the world. And our job is to come forward and to heal that by 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 bringing light into the world and lifting it up and lifting people up and lifting ourselves up by lifting ourselves up we're going to be that light that then shines forward it's like i talked about the other day how do you lift how do you fill a dark room you light one candle sounds really cliche but it is the truth and how do you lift up one how do you lift up the world you light yourself you light yourself up you can't light other people up you have to light yourself up first and by you know, doing that, when you light your own candle, your soul, when you light your soul alive, 
you move forward into this world and what happens when you transition fire to another one you fire just because fire is, is is transitioning you can move it to one thing to the next and not lose fire i can light another candle i still have my flame on my candle it's not like i'm giving away my soul i can just I, but other people will become lit by my flame you understand so it's it's not that i'm going forth and i am you know i'm lighting other people and and i you know i'm I'm making other, other people have to become lit in of themselves. They have to light. You, you're not like this false healer narrative is like, I am the healer. I am the whatever. It's not true. The only, the only healer is the source of the universe is God is something way above us, right? Way above us. The best doctors in the world are just going to tell you like, you know, we're, (laughs) it's, like, we are a facilitator. We are not the end-all, be-all. And if anybody does say they are the end-all, be-all, you can run away from them because they're not. Anybody who says, I am science or I am, the, you know, I am this thing, it's the most, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. So, so, you know, we are just facilitators. We're just here to, like, be humbly involved in this whole process and our job is to light ourselves up when we do that we can pass the flame along um but it's a passing it's not a forceful thing it's not a shoving into somebody's space it's it's a you pass the flame along and somebody reaches out and grabs it and takes it and goes and they continue to light it up and that's how you light up a room you first have to light yourself and so this is so important. Let's start working on mobility. Let's start working on the flexibility and start working on trusting yourself. The way you can start trusting yourself is putting yourself in new situations and trusting yourself that it's going to be good. Become Start start to acclimate to these new environments. Become mobile. Become more, more agile, flexible, strong in new ways while you're staying disciplined and focused on the goals. And that is going to build your trust, build your strength, and it's going to enable you to start adapting and acclimating to these new environments in a much higher level much much more um successive way uh and and enable you to move through something of inspiration into finalization much quicker uh, and to be outputting on a such a higher level okay so that's basically the run through right now um and it has a very much big correlation to do between um fear trust in yourself and um, mobility and so um That's it, guys. Okay? Go get some. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a fantastic, fantastic day.